Ketchel Kirkham with Looking Up, a few minutes at the end of the week to think about astronomical things. So time for some science, or some sciencey stuff. And this is something I don't know much about, so I'm going to paraphrase those physicists who provide the background to one of my sources for this radio show, which is space.com. I have to say my favourite source is the people I work with locally, but they are mostly doing computer or engineering kind of things which don't come across on the radio so well. Or in fact, what they are doing is looking minutely at how a telescope works or can be constructed to produce science results, and not necessarily the science itself. Rather like what this article says about gravity. So we think of the processes in nature as if they are continuous, like time or gravity, and we move through these things in a continuous fashion. Like, you know, if something drops to the Earth, it drops continuously through time, and gravity pulls it down, we don't think of it as being a bunch of discrete processes. But what if it's not an accurate or useful way to think about these things as continuous, or useful to model them in that way, or try and render them more predictable? What if it is more fruitful to think of gravity as composed of discrete units, a bit like if you look at a computer screen from a distance, you see a picture, but if you zoom in and zoom in, you see individual square blocks, the pixels. Maybe gravity is like that, something that can be broken down into chunks, or quanta, to give the small chunks another name. So you know scientists like to understand nature by measuring it. Gravity measuring devices, called gravimeters, themselves are nothing new. Modern, cutting-edge gravimeters use atoms. If you pulse two atoms with lasers and send them out to different points, a gravitational field will affect the two atoms in slightly different ways. You can measure that gravitational field by overlapping these two atoms and puzzling out the differences in their quantum properties. Don't ask me to explain that, but the thing is, when physicists try to boost the resolution to try to detect objects, say, the size of a few meters, such as pipes and passages underground, conventional gravity sensors don't work. Ground variations, temperature shifts, and even slight magnetic fields can throw them off. So, researchers at the University of Birmingham have come up with a new way to measure gravity. This consists of bulbs containing a cloud of rubidium atoms trapped in a cage, and these can measure a gravitational field at two different heights and very sensitively. So, these researchers took it out of the lab and they detected a tunnel buried under a road nearby in Birmingham. So, this is what's known as a quantum gravity sensor and could become a wonderful tool for mapping features underground. But they aren't only useful for looking at things on Earth. The European Space Agency is interested in extending their use to space, where they could look down on Earth and measure underground water or the circulation of the oceans and see how these are being affected by climate change, for example. But the application of this new quantum gravity sensor could also be used to explore other planets in the solar system to understand their inner structures. They could be used to find underground water on the Moon or Mars. There's so much we don't know about our nearest neighbours in space. So that's something of what the scientists are up to, making high-resolution quantum gravity sensors, which could one day reveal what is beneath the surface of other worlds. 
For now, this is Ketchel Kirkham wishing us clear skies.